Hello, everybody. This is Thomas Aaron, co-owner of Fetch Masters Dog Training and founder of Denver, Colorado's Positive Gun Dog Training Program. You are listening to the Fetch Masters Dogcast, where we talk about all things dog. In this episode of the Fetch Masters Dogcast, we are going to talk about how to motivate your dog to retrieve. Man, oh man, I hope that all of you guys had a fantastic week. Um, It's been a good week here, but we got really dumped on with snow last night. So I have been outside for a good portion of the day uh, plowing snow. So it's actually nice to be in here in my office in front of the computer with a little bit of time to put together this podcast. So today we're going to be talking about how to motivate a dog to retrieve. So here's the thing. We see a lot of behavior issues at Fetch Masters. Some of them are based on over-enthusiasm and lack of impulse control. Some behavior issues are based on fear. Uh, Some are based on territorial behaviors, all kinds of things. But there is a certain kind of behavior problem that pops up once in a while, especially as it pertains to retrieving. That problem is based on disinterest. Um, There are dogs that are just disinterested in retrieving. They don't really have any desire to do it. Now, there are some reasons why a dog may be disinterested, and I want to talk about a few of those. And once we talk about those, that should lay the groundwork so that we can begin talking about ways to build your dog's retrieving motivation or retrieving drive. Hey, real quick before I move on, if I could ask a quick favor of you. If you're enjoying this podcast, could you please take a second and click your subscribe button, and we will make sure to let you know when new content is available. Also, could you please take a moment and write us a quick review on whatever platform you're listening to the Fetch Masters Dogcast on? Um, We like to know that we are being heard and we like to know that we're providing useful content that people want to hear. So if you can give us the feedback that we need via subscribing to us and writing us a review, we would greatly appreciate it. Yay! Okay. Onward and upward. Let's talk about some reasons why a dog may not have much interest in retrieving. The first reason, and really I think the one that I run into the most is that the dog has a weak genetic predisposition for retrieving. So as you know, um, I like to sort of talk about both the pet dog world and the hunting dog world in these podcasts. Um, So bear that in mind as I discuss these items. But historically in the hunting dog world, many dogs were bred to have a strong desire to retrieve historically. This made training a structured, highly motivated retrieve very easy. But in recent times, there have been two developments. One is the development of a technique for training a retrieve called forced fetching, um, which basically teaches the dog, you're going to do it, like it or not. 
And then the advent of the e-collar, which allows people to enforce their will upon a dog at a distance. So because of force fetching and e-collars, and because those two things have become so ubiquitous, many modern sporting dog breeders have abandoned selectively breeding for retrieving instinct. Uh, most likely this is because they assume that any, a trainer is going to go ahead and put an e-collar on a dog and force fetch it to retrieve, regardless of whether the dog has a desire to do so or not. In other words, it's just, it's irrelevant where to the, nowadays it's kind of irrelevant whether a dog likes to retrieve or not. They're going to make it do it via force fetching and the e-collar. So breeders have sort of stopped caring so much about an innate retrieving drive. Now, additionally, there's many dogs that are not bred for hunting that have, they come stock with very little genetic predisposition for fetching. You can't blame a pet dog breeder for this. Uh, you know, retrieving isn't one of the major things they're concerned about when they're developing their breed. But in today's society, things are starting to shift. Positive training methods have gained a lot of mind share. Because of this, many dog owners now are actively looking for alternative methods of training, method, methods that don't require heavy-handed approaches. Um, and retrieving is one of those areas where people are looking for alternatives to force fetching. Um, so they're looking for comparatively gentler methods to train a dog to retrieve. But here's the thing. If you're going to train a dog to fetch without using forceful message methods, it becomes necessary that the dog's primary motivation to retrieve is a desire, an innate desire to retrieve. Without that innate desire to retrieve, dog's not going to do it unless you're going to use forceful methods. So can you build a strong desire to retrieve into a dog who lacks the genetic predisposition for it? The answer is sometimes. Um, on another note, if you look on our blog at fetchmasters.com, or you can just Google fetchmasters.com, a critical look at forced fetching. And I wrote an article a while back um, that really kind of goes into forced fetching. So if you're listening to this and you're going, well, what is forced fetching? I, I, I want to know more about that. Um, this article I wrote, a critical look at force fetching, will tell you all about it and frankly, why I don't think it's the greatest idea, but just Google that and you'll find it. Okay. So genetic predisposition is weak. That's one reason dogs may not be interested. Um, another reason, and this is a really common one is bad experiences related to retrieving. So assuming you have a dog that actually does have a reasonable genetic predisposition for retrieving um, and it doesn't want to retrieve, a lot of times the reason for that is that the dog has had some bad experiences. In my experience, there are two varieties of bad experiences. One is, is at the hand of humans and the other is from dogs. So, <clears throat> When you're training a dog to, re to, to like to retrieve or to retrieve at all, it's important to stay upbeat, even if your dog seems to not be getting it. Um, as humans, we have a tendency to get frustrated, and that comes out in the way we, um, the way we talk, the way we act, that sort of thing. 
But dogs are very emotional creatures in nature. They're very, they have a lot of emotional content and they can sense our displeasure. So if you start getting upset while you're working or playing with your dog, it almost certainly will lead your dog to think that whatever it is that you're doing with it is not a very desirable thing. So if you're practicing retrieving with your dog and you get frustrated because the dog doesn't seem to be getting it, dog's going to stop liking retrieving. Now, when people get frustrated, they do some interesting things. Now, this example I'm going to give you mostly occurs in the hunting dog world. I have seen owners lose their tempers at dogs who botch a retrieving drill and smack the dog on the head with a retrieving bumper. Somehow owners think that this is going to get their point across to the dog, but it absolutely never does. I've never seen a dog smacked with a retrieving bumper that goes, oh, okay, you want me to retrieve here? Let me do a better job. It always makes the dog more hesitant to retrieve. I've never seen it work out otherwise. Now, mostly in the pet dog world, uh, this is, so this is where we talk about how so we talked about how bad experiences can happen at the hands of owners, right? You know, the owner could get frustrated and the dog feels it, or the owner can smack the dog on the head of the, with the bumper, get physical with the dog, and that can mess up retrieving. But let's talk a little bit about how dogs can mess up retrieving for other dogs. So this one happens mostly in the pet dog world. Most gun dog owners do not take their dogs to dog parks and play retrieving. Uh, to most gun dog owners, retrieving is uh, a highly refined practice that is kind of protected and nurtured and, and, and refined and that kind of thing. But for pet dog owners, it's not such a refined thing. They just want to go play fetch with their dog and they'll take their dog to a dog park because the dog park's a great place to play, play fetch with your dog, right? Not so fast. Um, occasionally the dog who first gets the ball that you throw and grabs it, will get attacked by another dog who's frustrated that he didn't get it. And I can tell you straight up that harsh scoldings by jealous dogs can turn the reprimanded dog off to retrieving altogether. Um, I've seen a lot of dogs that they don't want anything to do with a ball or a bumper because they got their butt kicked when they picked one up in a dog park. Now, also in dog parks, another problem with retrieving in dog parks is I have seen dogs that are slower always get outrun to the ball by a horde of faster dogs. And these slower dogs, after a while, they'll just give up. They're like, ah, pff, I can't get it anyway. I, I'm going to go find something else to do. And they start to lose interest in retrieving. So dog parks are bad news for a lot of dogs. And that might be a good topic for a whole nother podcast. Um, but it's certainly not a good idea for dogs with low retrieving motivation. Okay. A third reason I want to give you why dogs may lack motivation is this age. Now I would certainly never say that an older dog cannot be a motivated retriever. That said, it's my experience that the older a dog is when it's introduced to retrieving, the less likely it, it becomes that that dog's going to be motivated when it's playing fetch. Puppies just tend to have a higher energy level and more interest in chasing things, um, playing, getting rowdy. All those things are components of retrieving. And so puppies are going to be drawn to it a little bit more. So if you start a dog young, that helps a lot. 
Um, but as the energy level of a dog wanes, which is a symptom of age, the less likely the dog's going to be to be enamored with high energy activities like retrieving. But then dogs never cease to surprise us. And this is certainly not an immutable law of dogdom. Um, just a general consideration. All right. So we've covered three ways that, or three reasons why dogs may be a little bit disinterested in retrieving genetics, bad experiences from humans, bad experiences from dogs, and age. So let's talk a little bit about ways to build your dog's motivation to retrieve. <clears throat> Quick little aside here. I'd like to point out that I personally think that you can teach almost any dog to retrieve. Let me say that again. You can teach almost any dog to retrieve, especially with modalities like clicker training, which can gradually shape a full retrieving sequence. However, there's a major difference between a dog knowing how to retrieve and a dog wanting to retrieve. Just like with you, you, there are things that you know how to do that you may really not want to do, right? You may know how to, to read, but you may not want to go read a long self-help novel. Okay. Just because you know how doesn't mean you want to. And it's the same way with dogs and retrieving. This article is not about teaching a dog to retrieve. It's about helping a dog with low retrieving drive, i.e. motivation or, or lack of motivation, helping that dog want to retrieve. It's a big difference. Now, if you are interested in teaching your dog how to retrieve, um, I wrote a previous article. Again, if you go Google fetchmasters.com, four reasons to train your dog to fetch and how to do it. You'll find an article that will give you the fundamentals of how to train a dog to retrieve and it lists some benefits of it. And we also have some other video resources and stuff um, that we can refer you to that we've developed over the years that can teach you how to train your dog to retrieve. But this article is about how to help your dog want to retrieve. So I'm going to give you some ideas here, some suggestions. Now, these ideas have all worked for us at Fetch Masters on many occasions, but not all of these suggestions are going to work with all dogs. Chances are you'll find at least one of them that'll help with your particular dog. All their dogs learn a little differently and that's fine. So do humans. Okay. <clears throat> the first thing is this, it, it, it's a fundamental principle. Um, help your dog see that you enjoy the activity. The more your dog enjoys something, the more likely it will be to partake in that activity and retrieving is no exception. Dogs cue off of our emotions. If we're happy, they can sense that. And often they want to be part of the joy. If we are gruff or grouchy, the dog will probably want to keep its distance. Whenever you are working on retrieving with a dog, act excited about it. Lavish praise on the dog for every little success. If your dog runs to the ball, looks at it, and quits, praise your dog. Praise the dickens out of it for what it did. You'll be surprised by what happens if you keep doing that. Pretty soon, the dog's going to pick it up and run around with it. And pretty soon, you can get him to chase you and bring the ball back to you. Uh, that article I mentioned before about how to uh, teach your dog to retrieve will help you with this. But you'll be surprised at what happens 
when you're joyous and you praise your dog and get him excited about what he's doing. Don't worry about what he's not doing. That'll come. Um, but keep it fun, 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 fun. Okay. Speaking of keeping it fun, let's talk about the second thing you want to do to help your dog build a desire for retrieving. Second thing is this, you want to remove all obedience from playing fetch. Let me read that again. Remove all obedience from playing fetch, at least for now. In a nutshell, obedience training is about teaching a dog to control its impulses. So, you know, you tell the dog to sit and that means sit, don't move. Even if there's something else you want to do, sit, right? Or come, come when I call, that's obedience. Um, I want you to come when I call, come to me. Even if you'd rather go do something else, come to me, control your impulses and do what I ask. That's what obedience is. Now, if you have a dog with a low motivation for retrieving, you actually want it to cut loose. You want it to desire chasing and grabbing the ball. To do this, you need to remove all the stops. As it pertains to retrieving, control should come after the desire is built, not before. Control should come after the desire is built, not before. By eliminating all obedience from retrieving, the dog is more free to just enjoy the activity with you. And so his motivation is going to grow. Examples of obedience-based behaviors that should be cut out are as follows. Number one, don't make the dog sit while you toss the bumper. Um, don't only let the dog chase the bumper when you give him permission to do so. Don't try to force the dog to deliver the bumper back to your hand in a structured way. All of those things can come later. We're not talking about how to retrieve. Remember, we're teaching the dog to like it. And so to like it, you want to cut all that impulse control, control stuff out of it and just let the dog have fun. Fun equals motivation in the future. Okay, or here's a good way to put that. <clears throat> fun now equals motivation in the future. Now, once you have a high level of motivation, you can gradually reintroduce the obedience-based concepts if you want to develop a really uh, structured retrieve. But when you do start introducing those things back, always be mindful of your dog's motivation. You've got to carefully balance motivation and control. Um, <clears throat> the next thing that will help you develop a motivation for retrieving in your dog, and this, my friends, is the secret sauce. You heard it here, okay? When something is fun and rare, when something is fun and rare, dogs get very excited about it. When things become a novelty, I'm sorry, when things cease to be a novelty, dogs get bored with it. Novelty equals excited. Lack of novelty equals boredom. When building a motivation to retrieve, keeping it fun and rare is where it's at. So here's what that means. If your dog will only retrieve twice, just throw the ball once. If your dog will retrieve the ball 10 times, toss the ball five times, then quit. Take the ball, stick it up on top of your refrigerator. It's not a common toy. Don't leave it out for your dog to play with. This is part of keeping it rare, establishing rarity, okay? 
by making retrieving fun and never giving the dog enough of it, you should notice your dog getting more excited about it every time he sees the ball. And the number of times your dog can retrieve without getting bored should gradually increase. Okay? So establish rarity. The next thing is this. Harness imitation and competition. So as humans, we have all kinds of different ways we learn things, right? We read, we watch, we listen, we try and fail and try again and get it right. Humans have devised all kinds of fancy ways for teaching each other. And we've devanced, we've also devised all kinds of fancy ways of teaching dogs how to do things. However, dogs learn from each other by imitation. Not only can a dog learn a rudimentary retrieve by watching other dogs play fetch, but they can also learn that retrieving is a highly desirable activity if they watch a highly motivated retriever in action. True story. Um, when I first got my Labrador retriever, Allie, she's the, the reason I started for fetch masters in the first place. Um, I had no idea how to teach her how to retrieve. Um, but my wife came home one day and she goes, Hey, you got to see what Allie can do. And she threw a ball and Allie ran out and grabbed it and brought it back. And I said, how did you teach her that? And she said, well, I didn't. She just watched Emma do it. Now, Emma was a golden retriever owned by a friend of ours. And so Allie just watched Emma do it and started retrieving, right? It was that simple. So that you can often teach a dog how to retrieve by letting them watch another dog do it. But if another dog sees, or if your dog sees that another dog is very excited by retrieving, Retrieving just became a very excited thing, and your dog's going to be more excited by it as well. So, if you have or if you have access to another dog that enjoys retrieving, considering using that dog to help you train your own. And what you do is you tether your non motivated dog and play fetch with the motivated one. After the unmotivated dog watches the motivated one for a while, switch them up, right? Tether the motivated dog and let the unmotivated one give it a whack. If the unmotivated dog has a competitive nature, this particular approach can be doubly powerful. Now, I like to throw out a cautionary note in this. This particular uh, suggestion should be used in moderation because with certain dogs, it can actually cause a lot of frustration. It's not frustration isn't necessarily a great learning aid. You want the dog to be interested and even excited while it's watching another dog retrieve, but you don't want your dog losing its mind and getting very, very upset because of it. So um, you want to harness that imitation. You want to harness the competition, but don't overdo it. Okay. Um, I want to talk real quick. So those are the primary um, ways for increasing your dog's motivation, right? Help your dog see that you enjoy it, remove all obedience, establish rarity, and harness imitation and competition. I want to talk for just a second about food rewards for retrieving. A lot of people try to teach their dog to retrieve and they give the dog food rewards when the dog does well. So at Fetch Masters, we try to get dogs to be so motivated to retrieve that retrieving itself becomes a self-rewarding behavior. 
Um, in other words, it doesn't require a secondary reward. The dog just flipping loves to retrieve. It's self-rewarding. Okay. That's what we're uh, looking for with when we're teaching a dog to retrieve. Once we've established a high level of motivation for retrieving, we will then use retrieving as a reward for other behaviors. So you teach the dog to sit or lay down or stay. Good job. Here, go fetch, right? There's your reward. Now, I mentioned earlier that clicker training is an amazing tool for teaching a dog how to retrieve. However, as it's commonly practiced, clicker training tends to only develop a level of motivation that is equal to the dog's desire for the food treat that's being used as the reward during training. In other words, when you're training a dog to retrieve with a clicker, you're giving it a food reward every time it makes, does a certain thing or makes a certain little piece of progress. Well, that may keep the dog moving. It may keep the dog learning, but the dog's motivation for retrieving is pretty much only going to be um, equal to whatever the value of that treat is to the dog. hope that makes sense. Now, the problem with that is this. Retrieving is primarily an outdoor activity that is practiced with the dog either on a long lead or off leash. And while some dogs may be motivated enough by food treats to function in an outdoor scenario, many are not. The distractions of the great outdoors just outweigh the appeal for food treats for some dogs. So for this reason, I recommend that if you're going to use a clicker to teach your dog how to retrieve, you do not expect that particular training modality to result in a high level of motivation. Plan on using some of the suggestions we've already mentioned to build the motivation once you've established a basic retrieve via clicker training. To close here, it's been my experience that almost all dogs can be trained how to retrieve. And it's been my experience that at least a good portion of dogs can be trained to like retrieving. But it's also been my experience that there are some dogs that I just don't think will ever be interested in retrieving. It's just who they are. It's just not their gig. Um, that's okay. Sometimes dog training is about training the dog to do something, but sometimes dog training is about training the owner to be at peace with the dog that they have. So anyway, guys, I hope this has been helpful for you. And I look forward to talking to you at the next podcast. Thank you for listening to the Fetch Masters Dogcast. Don't forget to click your subscribe button and please leave us a review. You can find us online at fetchmasters.com, facebook.com slash fetchmasters, and instagram.com slash fetchmasters. If you need help with your dog training, please feel free to fill out the contact form at fetchmasters.com and we'll see what we can do to help you.